This show is a part of the Versus the Universe Network. For more information on Versus the Universe, go to VersusTheUniverse.com. That's VSTheUniverse.com. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Digital Dumpster Diving, where we dig through digital games and movies, trying to find something worth our time and maybe yours. Will we find trash or treasure? I'm Matt Peters, and with me, as always, is Dave Martin. Dave, how you doing, man? It's going all right. I can't complain too much. Uh, we have passed Halloween, and now my anniversary is two days away, and I am absolutely terrified that I'm not prepared for it. That's the real horror right there. Well, she's still there, so that's that's good. That's good for now. Let's build off of <laughs> yes. that. We'll keep on building off of that, you know. Uh, <laughs> speaking of anniversaries, man, it's almost been a whole year that we've been doing this show. I can't say we've been doing it consistently, but we've been doing it a whole year. <laughs> and so that we counts. Have. It's been great. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun, man. You know, from the very inception of this podcast, you know, you had this idea and, you know, we just talked about it and it just kind of like blossomed into what it is now. And of course, our good friends over at Versus the Universe have faith in us and they invested in this podcast to make it a reality. And here we are now talking about... Good quality films. Only the best. We only watch the best. Yeah, so, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of versus the universe, that Patreon, though, check it out. A lot of good content over there. I know that some of the projects that uh, Aaron and the gang are working on, you get first exposure to it over there uh you get behind the scenes looks at a day in the life of the versus the universe family and also you get to see and hear things that no one else has access to uh before the show we were talking about the last geek show nobody except for those in attendance get to hear and see what happened at that show except for backers of the patreon so get in there keep this pirate ship afloat let's keep it going y'all Sounds like a plan. Speaking of plans, let's talk about today's film. Dave, are you ready to discuss ghoulies? So, how about them cubs? <laughs> how about them? <laughs> those 2016 cubs. Yes, they were yes. something else, those cubbies. I don't know, the 1908 ones are pretty swell themselves. Yes, I, I, I heartily... Okay, that's I'm, I'm done talking about baseball. I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we watched Ghoulies for this week. This is a movie I've been looking forward to watching for 30 years, ever since I saw the, the cover in old movie rental places when I, was, uh, when I was a little kid, and I finally got to watch it. Yeah, man, wow. you know... I, I'm kind of in the same boat. There were some horror movies that I saw previews for in front of other, like, tamer horror films that I could actually watch growing up. And yeah, Ghoulies was, was one of them. I saw that one frequently, you know, in the teasers. But man, back then, they had no scruples when it came to teasers and trailers and stuff, man. They would put stuff in there that didn't make the final cut. They would lead you to believe that it was a, a movie you were about to watch and it was something completely off. Just, yeah, man. So, I don't know. I need to go back and watch the trailer for this and see what it was that captivated me so. 
Yeah, I don't know if I ever saw the trailer. If I did, I don't remember. It was For me, it was specifically the cover. And every time we'd walk past it, I'd, I'd ask, Mom, Mom, can we rent that? No, no. And maybe my mom knew better. Maybe she didn't. We will find out. She watched it on the QT. And she was trying <laughs> to save you. <laughs> now we're in 12 minutes. <laughs> yeah, man, uh, that cover. For those who haven't seen the cover of Ghoulies, we'll, we'll make sure to put it up on the uh, on the Facebook page and on the uh, on the Twitter there for you. But yeah, it's basically just this gnarly-looking, fraggle-type Muppet, but also crossed with a lizard. And it's it's coming out of a toilet. And it's like, man, one of the scariest things in the world, kid or adult, is something bothering you in your nether regions while you are going to the restroom. The tagline of it is, they'll get you in the end. No, nah, man. No, nah, see, that's, yeah, that's nightmare-inducing. Mm, no, no. The cover enough is, is you know, worth the price of admission right there, I'd say. <laughs> but the movie that follows, well, we're going to get into that. Yes, for those of you who aren't familiar, Ghoulies is a 1984 film in which a young man inherits a mansion where he becomes possessed by a desire to control ancient demons, despite the efforts of his girlfriend. But it was directed by Luca Berkovici? 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 I want to say Berkovici. Luca Berkovici. Yes, that's, that's exactly right. He told me so himself. Uh, starring Peter Leopas, Lisa Pelican, and Michael Desbars, uh, who was Murdoch on MacGyver. And this was also the theatrical debut of Mariska Hargitay of Uh-oh. Law & Order SVU. Right on. So, that's Ghoulies so far. Let's go ahead and let you kind folks know about our rating scale. Now, usually I would ramble on and on about the rating scale. But no, I don't need to do that anymore because we have a fancy thing set up for you guys. <laughs> We're all about you know. the fancy things. We're all about the fancy things, man. That's right. No, no, no. Dave's wife was kind enough to record an intro for the rating scale for us. So without further ado, Marcy, the rating scale. Hi, I'm Marcy, and this is your rating scale. I want you to leave that in. <laughs> that's total blackmail material right there. This is the highlight of my day. You're right there. That's it. <laughs> The four-point rating scale starts with Toxic Sludge for the worst of the worst. After watching this, even though it's free, you still feel ripped off. There's nothing of redeeming quality here. Hazardous is for the stuff that's pretty bad, but maybe has a few good parts, or might be right for the right person. Reusable means it's entertaining enough, reaches some of its potential, and is something we think you'll probably enjoy. And the best of the best gets the elusive rating of Treasure, something we found that we think you should run out and enjoy right away. All right, thanks, Marcy. So... Where did Ghoulies land for you, Dave? IMDb has this listed as comedy, fantasy, and horror, and I'm not sure this really succeeds on any of those counts. <laughs> and maybe it's maybe part of this is on me. You know, like I said, I've been wanting to see this for 30 years, so I've built up some anticipation. And sometimes stuff that was good in the 80s doesn't age well, but this was so bad that i'm pretty sure i would have hated it back then <laughs> yeah all right all right so i'm i'm, I'm going toxic sludge on this I, i'm sorry I, I maybe i'm a terrible person but i just it was bad you know it's yeah yeah it was bad i will give you that but given the very nature of what we do here at digital dumpster diving I'm going to have to respectfully disagree with you for the very reason that, you know, we, we dig through the nastiness 
the trash and everything, trying to find just that one little glimmer, that, that little twinkle in the director and writer's eye, like what they wanted to get out of this film to really entertain the masses. And I gotta tell you, man, there was a lot of spirit in this movie. Maybe not quality, but there was some definite, like, just motivation behind what it was they were doing. The little ghoulies themselves were, you know, they were interesting to look at. And they took a lot of care to make them slimy or dry or cracking or whatever it was. They almost looked like those um, those hand puppets that you used to get in, in Happy Meal toys way back in the day around Halloween. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. They had, those were at Pizza Hut and they were the Land Before Time hand puppets. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they, they were still awful, though, because they, they smelled and they were just not very puppety. But yeah, they kind of had that stretchy, rubbery thing going on there. Even still, it's like, okay, there was like a little glimmer of, of something. Um, the music was okay. Like the, the actual like uh, background music for what it was, the 80s synth, you know, in the background, it was decent. It, it set the tone. It, it felt like a poor man's maniac mansion, really, to me. <laughs> You're talking like a really, really poor man's maniac mansion. Yeah, yeah, because it it tried to be subversive in a lot of different ways, but it ended up just being schlocky. So anyway, all that to say, without getting too spoilery, I guess I, I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a hazardous man. It wasn't the worst, but it definitely was not the best thing we've seen so far. You sir are a generous man. I <laughs> I applaud your heart. I don't know if I applaud your judgment, but I applaud your heart. <laughs> I mean, they had to do something right, man, because they got up to Ghoulies 4. So they had to be doing something. That, no, no, they didn't. It, it's no. <laughs> and it was Luca Bekovici's, and I butchered that name. It was it was Luca's first movie. It was his directorial debut, basically. So this was, uh, he bit off a little bit more than he could chew, just like when I tried to pronounce his name. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, man. I mean, he, he's an actor, but he got out there behind the camera and tried to do his thing. So kudos for that. Again, you, sir, are a generous man. Um, we will get on into spoiler territory. For those of you who somehow have not seen this movie in the past 30 years and have the masochistic desire to do so without it being spoiled, I don't know that there's much we could spoil in this movie. But but uh, go ahead and give us a pause and then get back to us after you watch it. Otherwise, you are now entering spoiler territory. Do, 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 et cetera. For me, like the the, the buildup in this, which we can get into some of the details if you want to, but this was one of the slowest buildups of any movie, and I kept waiting for it to get somewhere. <laughs> the, yeah. There was unimaginative plot, terrible character development, nothing really built up excitement, and like it was just really bad tropes of characters. And finally, after an hour, it felt like it was going somewhere. Literally, it was like fifty, like fifty-five minutes in. Yeah, and yeah. two minutes later, it's like, nope, nope. Yeah, that no, we're this. <laughs> it's gone. The, yeah. the moment they had is gone. It had a hot start, man. Like it, it, it came on like it was gonna be something like you know they're gonna build this lore from ancient times and everything like that. It, it almost kind of reminded me of like Masters of the Universe, as bad as that was. As uh... a <laughs> 
as hokey as that was, he just had this over-the-top villain who was obviously the villain. His eyes are glowing green, and he's doing this ceremony on this little baby, and the baby's just wailing away. But, you know, it was around this time that uh, I was watching the movie, and my wife tries to watch these with me, you know, as much as she can stomach. It was around that time that she began to get a migraine. So I'm like, man, this is a very bad sign. So, yeah, yeah. He was... He was smart to get away from it when she did because <laughs> it was awful. But like I said, it had a little bit of charm to it. The, the characters, the tropey characters that you mentioned, yeah, they were very, very on the nose. Like there was the uh, the ladies man character. There was kind of the, the geeky nerd, but he was also a drug dealer. You know, there was like, you know, the uh, the sex pot woman. There was like the, you know, more subdued, demure woman. You know, it was just like... I don't know, it was like friends, but not. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Oh, see, now now you have an idea for a show there. <laughs> like, friends, but horror? Yeah. Oh, man, that could work. That could totally work. I'd watch that. Even the name. So, like, t- the horrible guy, was his name was Dick. Yeah. The, the main character, whose father spent 95% of the movie in a grave, was named Graves... Was it Jonathan Graves or something? The main character was Jonathan Graves. His dad was Malcolm Graves. And it was like, but that grave looked really, really old. And didn't his dad just die right then or something? I don't know. It was. Yeah. You mentioned that there were some charming moments here. And I would love to hear what I missed. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, this is definitely a B-list movie. This is a, a, a schlocky, just, you know, popcorn horror flick so there there was a moment where you know jonathan finally grasps his powers fully and he goes out behind the mansion and he begins to summon the ghoulies and they start popping up from all these different locations like there's the (laughs) little aquatic ghoulie that comes up from the little pond and then there's the nasty dry ghoulie who doesn't use any type of lotion whatsoever he comes out of the spider webs and there's the tree ghoulie who's just kind of like looking up there like yeah i'm not coming down there with you guys you kind of suck i mean there's a lot going on in that one scene (laughs) and he's kind of acknowledging all of them and then just in english he says hey yeah um nobody can see you but me and you can't leave the grounds and so at that point you're kind of thinking to yourself man i wonder if he's not just hallucinating these things <laughs> and honestly if you if you if you have that thought in your mind uh during the majority of this film since no one else actually sees these things or interacts with them for the majority of the film, it almost does seem like, okay, he's imagining these ghoulies. <laughs> and he's got a messed up imagination because these things look gnarly. Like, my favorite one was the aquatic ghoulie. And that takes me back to the actual, like, VHS cover of the yes. film. Of the aquatic ghoulie, for some reason, wearing a shirt, a, a white t-shirt, suspenders, and pants. He was completely naked in this movie. I don't know why <laughs> they had the need to put him in clothes, especially like, you know, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, like Billy Joel type clothes from that era. <laughs> like, <laughs> it looks like he's about to shoot a music video or something, but he's coming out of the toilet and he's got on the cool suspenders and he's going to bite your butt. I don't know. You got to look dapper at all times. I'm, I, I'm telling you. I guess, man. But I know if I spend like 90% of my life in the water, I'm probably not going to be wearing clothes because it's just a losing battle. <laughs> well, you know, I, I will give you that. Like, 
So the movie had a pretty large budget, and I think they ended up slashing it down to a million dollars, which yeah. is still a decent amount. But given the time period, the the ghoulies actually were pretty good, and they had decent, solid effects for them. And that was probably, for me, the shining spot of the movie, if you could even call it that. Yeah. But, you know, with all the drooling and the oozing and the... That was the best part, but I was looking for the ghoulies from the toilet. <laughs> and I think there maybe have been, like, a transitional scene that was maybe two or three seconds where they showed one coming out of a toilet... But it didn't interact with anybody. It was just kind of chilling there, having a swim in the tub. I guess. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, apparently, regarding the whole poster with the uh, the one coming out of the toilet, it caused a lot of like mothers to write letters to the studio saying that their kids were too scared to use the bathroom after seeing that. <laughs> and I think that's great. I mean, you have stuff like, this is around the time Howard the Duck came out, Garbage Pail Kids, so... It was like the era of just gnarly looking animatronic or puppets or something like that, man. Like, of course, you know, Empire came out around that time, too. So that kind of set the the high bar for everything else in its wake. But yeah, man, just like gnarly looking puppets were the, were the order of the day. There were no cute Muppets here at all. I wish they would have taken that and run with it, though, because, I mean, that that, that was like... That was what's got me wanting to see this for 30 years, and I, I came away empty-handed. Yeah, you know what? I, I think um, also, and I'm forgetting like the uh, you know the elephant in the room here, Gremlins was a movie that did it so right when it came to yes. the gnarly-looking puppets that you know really terrorized everybody. But that didn't even come out until like 84. This was 83, so they just saw all the mistakes that Ghoulies made, and they're like, you know, we're going to do better than that. And they did. So I guess that's my like alternate suggestion here is like Gremlins, maybe well, not on, Gremlins too, but Gremlins. <laughs> well, on that note, yeah, Gremlins is definitely one. Um, if you're looking for something a little campier, there's always Critters or Tremors, something that's a mix of modern and old. Stranger Things. Yeah, that's true. Stranger Things. Yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta admit, I've never seen Critters before. That's one that I haven't checked out. Oh, see, I I grew up watching, you know, Fox used to show like the Saturday and Sunday matinees and they'd recycle the same movies. I can't tell you how many times I watched Commando or Predator on their Saturday <laughs> movies. They recycle the same Howard the Duck. Yeah. But uh Critters was one that they showed over and over and uh it was it was solid. Yeah. I, I don't know how it's aged, but as a kid I loved it. <laughs> that was always on. Um I know that on WCIU when they uh first started airing in Chicago um, you know, as its current format, the U, they would air killer clowns from outer space like all the time. And I don't know, man, that movie, it didn't make me scared of clowns, but it didn't help because <laughs> <laughs> it was more goofy than anything. <laughs> like it wasn't really like the, the type of movie to like, you know, traumatize you or anything. But it's like, yeah, OK, that's that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> have Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, which was OK. Uh <laughs> <laughs> you know that, that didn't really terrorize me either it's like eh, okay tomatoes cool and then there was the cartoon um, which was amazing i love that yeah that was a lot of fun leprechaun came out around that time was the first leprechaun that was like 93 i can't even say it was around that time like leprechaun was 93 chucky i think was around that era though yes that chucky might have been was... like late 80s or something like that uh i think i think maybe the first one was early 80s 
But they've had so many Chucky movies that I, I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot more to from when it comes to your schlocky horror flicks. I mean, one might even say some of the Saw movies get kind of silly sometimes, too. But, you know, that's that's uh, your mileage may vary on those. <laughs> What did you think of the um, the the uh, green eye effect that Jonathan and his dad kind of used? It was it was weird in a couple of moments when <laughs> you know some of the sometimes it worked really well. I'm assuming that it was a mix of contact lenses and then someone going and painting the frames, maybe. And a lot of the times the contact lenses were askew, and so it looked like, it looked like they had a lazy eye. And I'm like, I, I know you're supposed to be scary, demonic, wizard guy, but the lazy eye just... You're kind of looking over there somewhere, so yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, 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 did, it, had a little, it had a little something for me. I didn't like the use of, like, the little clown, like, marionette thing they had. In the movie, it felt mm-hmm. very derivative of FX, I guess, <laughs> in that way. <laughs> I don't know which one came first, but FX did it better. I can tell you that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just it was funny. And then when you had uh, what's his name, uh, the character Dick, and uh, the, the the druggy guy, they were kind of in that bedroom looking for Rebecca. Mm-hmm. And they made that like super on the nose comment about, "Hey, let's check the closet." Ha ha! It's like we get it. <laughs> <laughs> You're alluding to them having a thing going on. Let's just come on. That's just <laughs> way too on the button there. <laughs> they deserve better than that. <laughs> oh, none of it felt satisfying. They start off with the kid gets saved by his by his mom, maybe, or at least some woman from being possess or being sacrificed but then he later his first night in the place they throw a party and he tries to do a a ritual his first night there which is pushing it a little bit yeah but it doesn't work and yet it does and then he just goes nuts drops so he seemed a little old they both seemed a little old for college dude yeah i you know <laughs> thinking the same thing like he said he was gonna quit school i'm thinking are you a professor or <laughs> what are you you're gonna quit your job what's going on but yeah they kept calling him kid and i'm like he looks so old in the face it's hard to think of him as anyone except like some dude that's just been paying mortgage on a house and just inherited this mansion and he's relieved because he had to take out a second mortgage and he was about to get foreclosed on and, like he lived a life like he had a hard life <laughs> Oh man, he, he I'm I'm calling 45 on this guy. I I don't know. Maybe that that's that's what I was getting out of him and That sounds about just right. I'll give you 45. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't yeah. Work. That did not work. So, it was not a comedy on purpose. I guess it had a little fantasy in it because of the ghoulies. <laughs> and it was horrible, but it wasn't hard. So, what did you think about the, the two little people in the movie? Yeah, that they're, was they're characters. weird. That was very, like, it seemed like just extra, because they already had the monsters. They already had the magic aspect of it. They had the resurrected graves, you know, who popped out of the grave when everybody did that weird moment where they all screamed. Do you remember? Oh, my God. We didn't even talk about this. The moment where everybody in the movie... They're doing a ritual, and they all just begin to scream at the top of their lungs. And the, 
I know you didn't ask me about this, but it just like, <laughs> it just popped into my head. And it's just like the most awkward scream ever for all of them. It's like they, they did this take 30 times and that was the last one and they were just sick of it by then. <laughs> but they get they kept giving it their all so they didn't have to do it a, a 31st time. But yeah, okay. So the little people, they seemed very manipulative, but they didn't really kind of elaborate on that aspect of, of their role in this whole thing. And I don't know, I just, I, I hate it when movies just try to like make little people seem like they're, they're mythical creatures or something like that. It's just very odd, you know, but that was a staple of the time. I mean, that was what they did in the eighties. They, they, if they had a fantasy project, they would always have a little person in there. Yep. I was confused because they're supposed to be like, correct me if I'm wrong, but they were like the final piece of the demonic power and they were supposed to be like the really, really powerful demonic servants, but they didn't really seem that evil for being, right? you know, his coronation piece. Right, exactly. And they were the ones that kind of just like edged him over the over the, the, the precipice there. Just like, come on, this is the next thing you have to do. It's going to be tricky. But you got to do it. And it's like, we're all going to stand in a room and scream at each other. Okay. Cool. You invite your friends over for a party. You all scream. And then now you're the devil. Congratulations. Yay. And then you woke dad up and he's not going to be happy about that. <laughs> Fun fact. This movie was originally based on the Parker Brothers game, Don't Wake Daddy. <laughs> 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 I want that to be true so hard. <laughs> Oh, please don't sue us for that. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So, yeah, I, I don't think I could get any more gems out of this film. But that was that was pretty much it, man. It's like it wasn't offensive enough to make me angry. It, it was no Swamp Ape, you know. So it, it had the tropes, but it, it definitely did not go to just some weird racist or homophobic moment just to get across the point that like oh this guy's bad it was just like no nah, it's just run-of-the-mill 80s horror it took forever to build to anywhere for me oh yeah 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 yeah. and then when it finally got to where the ghoulies started going to town and everybody because that happened so fast it was just wasn't satisfying but the final fight yeah the final fight so like caretaker bob who <laughs> apparently was a more powerful just like randomly shows up and like out satanic powers mr satanic power guy <laughs> and yeah. we're done and everything has a happy ending well was it happy let's talk about this for a second now i'm gonna ask you who was the protagonist in this film the people who didn't go see it okay okay so they won <laughs> that's for sure um, well, the person who moved the, the protagonist isn't uh, – the guy who moved along the plot was uh, Jonathan, the 50-year-old college student. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, so you can say he's the protagonist, but he was not the hero. He was not. No. It but just he was like – He was who moved the plot, though. That's true. That's true. But, you know, it's like like Indiana Jones, how, how people say that what happens in those movies would have taken place whether or not Indy was involved. So it's almost like it was missing that hero who just was, you know, there for the uh, occurrences. And I'm, I'm just trying to, like, grasp at anything from this. And I'm just, ah, there yeah. was just so little there for me. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. know. 
I guess, yeah. I guess that's 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 everything then, folks. So I, I hope that you enjoyed Ghoulies, or at least uh, had fun trying to figure out exactly what the hell Toad Boy was supposed to be about. <laughs> um, but <laughs> if, like us, you have a lot of thoughts about Ghoulies or any of the sequels, or if you are, like, the biggest Ghoulies fan in the world, please... Please email us, tweet us, find us on Facebook, let us know your thoughts, and we will kindly respond to you on the next episode. Yeah, tell me how wrong I am. If I'm wrong about this, I mean, obviously you got four, three sequels, so tell me how I'm wrong about it. <laughs> You're not wrong. But yeah, so. <laughs> For our next episode, what do we got in store? So we are going to be watching a movie on Netflix called The Monkey King. It is a movie about a king who may or may not be a monkey. Yeah, because maybe it's a king who has a lot of monkeys. The Monkey King is a 2014 Hong Kong Chinese action fantasy film starring Donnie Yen as the protagonist. There are monkeys and dragons and bull demons and... <laughs> it's based on Journey to the West. That's that Chinese fairy tale that has been around forever. And they loosely... Um, translated to various projects over the years. There have been cartoons, there have been movies. Uh, even Dragon Ball was loosely based on uh, Journey to the West. And uh, Damon Albarn of the Gorillas, actually, um, you know, and, and Tank Girl, of course, he did an animated film slash concert based on Journey to the West as well. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a beloved fairy tale that has a lot of action in it. And, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of cool. So I, I can't wait to see how much of the Dragon Ball lore is uh, retained in this telling of Journey to the West. But before we move on, what do you have going on in the near future? Where can people catch you? Man, people can catch me on, of course, this wonderful podcast that I co-host with you, sir, Digital Dumpster Diving. They can find me on Twitter at Mighty Matt Peters. They can find me um, at Chicago Nerds Social Club at chicagonerds.com. I never talk about that here. So definitely check that out. If you're in the Chicago area and you're looking for fun stuff to do in a social environment with like-minded nerds, check out chicagonerds.com. We have a, an event calendar where you can learn about all the goings-on in Chicago of a nerdy nature. You'll have a great time just kicking back with you know folks that you have a lot in common with. It'll be fun. We're a diverse group as well. We welcome any and every one as long as you're not a jerk uh, <laughs> and somehow and also, they still accept me it's amazing <laughs> and also you can find me on the podcast since last we spoke which features interviews with cool people and of course the resnaculous adventures of dolores and myself as we taste everything from oreo to twinkie to pumpkin spiced this and that it's it's fun it's fun <laughs> i'm not selling it well but subscribe it's on itunes check it out as well you should thank you so what you got going on man i'm doing digital dumpster diving that's right you are you're doing it well <laughs> aside from that i will be starring in ghoulies 5 <laughs> <laughs> the sequel to the to the hit <laughs> rare game grabbed by the Ghoulies for Xbox 360. <laughs> Actually, it's a, it's a direct sequel to Ghoulies 3, which was a prequel to Ghoulies. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, there's Ghoulies versus Jason. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ghoulies X, Ghoulies uh, The Final Nightmare, 
you know, meet, all that good meet, stuff. Meet the ghoulies. Meet the ghoulies. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching this film with us. And as always, got to be better than this, right? It's got to be better next time. That too. <laughs> all right, folks. Thanks for listening. Take care. Have fun storming the castle. Man, I've had some odd situations with homeless folks over the years. Like, you know, I try to have a soft spot um, because I, I've I've been in a situation where I, I could have been homeless for a very long time. But fortunately, I had an aunt who took me in. You know, I ended up living with her throughout the end of my high school career because I was being, a, you know, just a jerk. But that's another story. So basically, I've had a homeless person throw a punch at me before and it was this woman but it wasn't just like a punch it was like he tried to punch me in slow motion (laughs) and so i'm walking to the l with archie and you know i'm thinking she's gonna ask for a buck or something like that and i'm like you know i was considering like helping out but she just stands in front of me gives me the just the the meanest expression and she just begins to punch me in slow motion and i'm so (laughs) captivated by this and i just stand there and wait to see what happens and she just punched me like right in the middle of the chest just you know nothing i'm like oh okay have a good day (laughs) and i just walked out (laughs) and she never said anything she didn't engage after that so i guess whatever it was she was trying to get out of her system she got out good for her well done sir i reckon our point breaking scale starts with toxic sludge for the worst of the worst After watching this, even though it's free, you'll still feel ripped off. There's nothing of redeeming quality here. Hazardous is for the stuff that's pretty bad, but maybe has a few good parts. (laughs) Or might be right for the right person. Reusable means it's entertaining enough, reaches some of its potential, and is something we think you'll probably enjoy. And the best of the best gets the elusive rating of treasure, something we've found that we think you should run out and enjoy right away. humans dating is fun playing games is fun combining the two can be difficult luckily the cooperatives podcast is here i'm liz and i'm aaron and we're a real life human couple we're definitely not robots every other week we'll discuss the joys and sorrows of gaming with the significant other or other people generally yeah we'll play a game discuss it and even learn a little something about each other along the way so roll the die and head to facebook.com slash cooperatives pod and get updates and subscribe to us on your favorite podcatcher. The Cooperatives Podcast, proudly a part of the Versus the Universe Network. All right, do we tell them that we're robots now? No, we need to keep up the act. Oh, okay. Um, Download an episode today, Meat Sacks. Very convincing. Thank you.